All right. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and get started here. And uh, I'm going to open the ticker. Tonight's message is called All or Nothing. All or Nothing. All or Nothing. It's a very sober message. So uh, I hope your, you know, your, your, your heart is, uh, you know, is there. Amen. I hope your heart is there. Let me add this to the screen here. I hope your heart uh, is ready to receive from God, ready to receive from God, because um, this is a very sobering message. Oh my gosh, that's so close. I can see. Uh, um, this is a very sobering message. And um, I want to, I, I really want to choose my words carefully um, and just be sure that I say exactly what God gave me to say. And then I'm going to get out of the, uh, I'm going to get off the stream. Amen. Because I want this to sink in uh, to everyone's heart. And uh, as I have been meditating and pondering uh, the words of the Lord, I want you to be able to do the same. And so um, not going to be, you know, uh, doing much else here tonight. Not going to be doing much else. Um, just dropping this word. Amen. So uh, there is the ticker at the bottom of the screen. And this is the word of the Lord to his bride, the word of the Lord to his bride, uh, which is the body of Christ. Amen. For those of you who don't know, um, I am not really your, your, your uh, typical uh, quote unquote prophet. Um, I began to, I'm beginning to understand more about uh, why God gives me such messages and uh, the way that he uh, deals with me as a prophet of God being, you know, I, I, he had to correct me in some areas because I, I kind of expected, you know, I kind of expect every everyone to be to be similar or in, in the realm of the prophetic to be similar or to be uh, the same. And that is absolutely incorrect. Uh, God had to remind me that there are <clears throat> different administrations of every uh, every gift in the body of Christ. There are different administrations, but one spirit, as we know, which is the Holy Spirit, um, who governs those administrations. And um, I'm, I'm beginning to learn more about my particular area, my particular administration, right? Because there are different types of prophets. Administrations means kinds or areas of, of, of ministry, areas of work, if you will. Um, there's different kinds. And um, I began to understand that. I needed to understand that because um, I had been saying, and I want to correct this before I get into the message. I had been saying that, you know, there's a season where God will call uh, his prophets to himself to train them himself. Right. Um, but that, that, that's not really the, that's not really true for every prophet. Um, I don't think that, well, I'll, I'll say this. He will train you. The Holy spirit will train you himself if necessary. And it's not all always for the same amount of time for for everyone okay um sometimes you know uh I, well i'll just speak for myself i i i'm i'm often wondering when the lord is going to let me back you know or when when am i going to even have the desire amen to go back into uh the fold to go back in among the people um 
in terms of a physical sense because the Lord pulled me out uh, of the traditional ch church setting and I I'm, I'm totally comfortable and I'm totally satisfied where I am in the Lord. Um, but I, I, I realized that I need um, more, you know, more, more, more mentorship, more teaching, right? Uh, I need to learn more. I need to observe more. Um, but, but there's a certain type of prophet, you know, or apostolic covering that God is connecting me to. And, um, you know, uh, he has not uh, led me there yet. So far, I have online mentors and things of that nature, and they help out as much as they can, but they're, of course, very busy. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, it's something where uh, I'm beginning to understand why I'm fine here. <laughs> you know, I understand what I need, but at the same time, I'm not really in a, in a huge hurry because I'm satisfied with the Lord. I'm satisfied with the Holy Spirit teaching me, speaking to me and, and revealing to me, uh, you know, the things that are needful for this season, for this time that we're in right now. Um, so, uh, yeah, just just want you to understand that, that, you know, I'm I'm um, uh, I'm really not one of those. I'm, I'm you know, there's a difference. I'll, I'll say this. There's a difference between. Um, those who are, who seek revelation from God and those who carry the spirit of revelation. I'm going to say it again. There's a difference between those who seek revelation from God. They seek revelation from the word of God. And then the, there are those who carry the spirit of revelation. They carry the spirit of revelation. Amen. Um, and so, you know, this is something that we should all be striving for is to what? to carry the spirit of revelation, to carry the spirit of revelation. Amen. So let me, uh, let me go ahead and uh, drop this and uh, get out of your way here. Spirit of revelation. The spirit of revelation. Father, we thank you for the spirit of revelation, knowledge, the revelation of your dear son. Thank you, heavenly father. For the spirit of truth that is here tonight. Thank you for those that you are drawn by your spirit tonight and those that will catch this message by way of replay. I thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for those who have a heart to perceive your word and those, Father, who are seeking for absolute truth, who are seeking, Father God, for the deeper things of you. You said, Lord, that you have been that the deep has been calling to the deep for a very long time now. I thank you for those, Father, who desire to know you in that way, who desire to walk with you, who desire to walk with you, who desire to walk with you in the name of Jesus. Let these uh, that desire to walk with you, whom you have called your beloved, whom you have called your beloved. I thank you, Father, that these are they that you have drawn by your spirit to hear this message. And I thank you, Father, for opening the eyes of their understanding and unstopping their ears to hear what your Holy Spirit is saying unto us in this season. I thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord God, for sharpening our discernment 
for the spirit of obedience, Lord, that you are releasing, <clears throat> excuse me, upon your people even now. The spirit of obedience, the spirit of humility, the spirit of meekness, the spirit of submission, the fear of the Lord. I thank you right now, Lord, even for the heart, oh, Father God, to love you. I thank you, Father, for the tabernacle of David that you are restoring in this season in Jesus mighty name. Oh God, I bless you and I pray that you have your way. Take over my mouth. Use me for your glory. Hijack my words. Season my speech with grace and salt. Rebuke the devil on every hand that he will flee in the name of Jesus. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The blood of Jesus is against you. The airwaves are saturated in the, in the glory of God. The airways, airwaves have been saturated in the glory of God. The, his glory <laughs> covering the earth as the waters cover the sea. The prince and the power of the air. We bind you now in the name of Jesus. We rebuke you from the airwaves and we release the glory of the living God. In Jesus' name be glorified. Amen, Father. All right. So going to release this here. Amen. Um, I wrote down quite a bit. We'll get as far as we can. Amen. We'll get as far as we can. Uh, the Lord is, uh, has been speaking about all or nothing. He started off last week dealing with me about the heart, dealing with me about uh, the heart, even the heart of David and uh, uh, even the heart of David and uh, the tabernacle of David being restored, the tabernacle of David being restored. Not going to give you a whole lot of scriptures, but I am going to be referencing scripture so that you can, uh, you know, pick it up and you know exactly where we're going. Amen. So um, we're, uh, let me open this here because I have my, my physical Bible. my physical Bible, but I'm going to open this in my um, online Bible here as well so I can see. Uh, we're in Acts chapter 15, Acts chapter 15, and uh, verse, um, Acts chapter 15, and verse 15, Acts 15 and 15. It says, and to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written. After this, I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, which is fallen down. And I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up that the residue of men might seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called. Upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. Amen. Glory to God. So he's talking about building again the tabernacle of David, which was fallen down. Building again the ruins thereof um, and setting it up. Amen. Um, prophetically, where are we? The Holy Spirit said very clearly that 
we are in the last minutes. We are in the last minutes. We're in the last minutes, not the last days, but the last minutes. Um, the Lord has been speaking to this to several of his prophets, not just me. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty sure of what I'm saying because out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Um, and, uh, you know, let every word be established. That is, that is it. I'm going to go here to the book of, uh, first John. First John. I don't know what's wrong with this, uh, this, this thing. Just bear with me just a second. Typing in first John, but it doesn't want to open. Hmm. What's the matter with this thing? Okay. Bear with me one second. I can't, I, I don't know where, um, I don't know where, what happened to that scripture, but with me just a second. It's not the scripture I wrote. I, I, I did one of I did what you, what you did, Sister Melissa. I wrote down the wrong scripture. <laughs> John um just continue. Let me just continue because uh, I don't see it here. I don't know how I missed that, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, uh, we're going to go here to, um, we're going to go here uh, to the prophetic uh, word. I'm just going to release the word. I'm not going to get into, uh, I'm just going to release the scriptures, but I'm not going to pull up all the scriptures, even though I would really, really love to, I would really love to do that. 
But um, yeah, we're just gonna move through. We're just gonna move through. But we're living in the in the last minutes. Um, we're living in the last minutes here. The Spirit of the Lord said the last minutes, last minutes. And he also said that uh, that the Lord is nigh even at the door, that the Lord is nigh even at the door. Um, according to scripture, the last day was over 2000 years ago. The last day was over 2000 years ago. Um, now, which means that now we're not in the last day or the last days um, anymore. We are in the last minutes. Um, the Lord said that uh, as it was in the days of Noah and as it was in the days of so Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And we see that, you know, these things uh, are happening now. We are living, we're, we're, we're almost... <laughs> almost in that day of Noah. We're definitely in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, but in, in terms of the day of Noah, in the day of, in the days of Noah, um, we're almost there because the Bible says that in the days of Noah, that man's heart or man's uh, thoughts were upon evil continually, continually. That means completely overtaken, amen, by uh, demonic spirits. And so um, we're moving headlong into that, into that day, into that, uh, into that moment in time, shall I say, not day, but moment in time. Amen. Prophetically, we are in the last minutes. Now, keep in mind that one day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as one day. So when we say we're in the last minutes, that should give you an indication Amen. That should give you an indication of approximately where we are in time in terms of uh, the last minutes. Amen. So I'm going to let the Holy Spirit minister that to you because no man, of course, knows the day nor the hour when the Lord shall come. So, you know, we can say uh, last minutes. We can also say last hour last hour. Amen. Um, but we don't know the exact moment that he's going to show up. Uh, we can only judge by uh, what the scripture gives us prophetically. And the Bible did say that um, it would also be like it was in the days of Noah. Um, we, we are uh, living in darkness, has covered the earth, gross darkness, the people, but it has not become as dark as it needs to be yet. I'm going to say that again. It has not become as dark as it needs to be. The, the, the level of uh, iniquity has not become full yet. The cup has not become full just yet, but it is filling up. It is filling up speedily. Amen. And so um, we just want to uh, open that up uh, so that you can get an understanding of why the Lord is saying what he's saying. Why he's saying what he's saying is because he is coming very, very, very soon. Very, very, very soon. Um, where is the church right now? The church um, prophetically 
we would be uh, like the church of Sardis, like the church of Sardis, the church of Sardis or uh, Laodicea, the church where the people rule, the church where the people rule. Amen. Um, we're talking about um, Sardis and Laodicea because in Sardis, you know, the people had a, this religious spirit that um, they, you know, they had a name that they were alive, but they were dead. Um, we see that in the, you know, in the church today that many have a name that they are alive, but they're really not. They, they're really, they're really dead. Uh, what does that mean? That means that their light has been darkened. Their understanding has been darkened. Um, they're, uh, they're uh, so caught up in religious ritual and tradition that it has darkened. It has darkened their heart. It has darkened their eye. And so they're not able to, uh, they're not able to, rec <coughs> excuse me, to recognize, um, to see, nor to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying unto his bride, unto his churches. Amen. And so that's why Jesus had to come with the warning. Amen. Jesus had to come with the warning to let them know that, hey, you know, your ear needs to open up. Um, you can't see yourself, but I can see you. And here's where you are. You have a name that you are alive, but you are yet dead. Amen. And then we're looking at Laodicea because um, the spirit of the Lord is saying Laodicea is um, where the people rule. The people rule. Many signs have been fulfilled that Jesus gave us in the book of Matthew, um, as well as uh, revelation concerning the churches. Many of these signs, those churches, um, those things were progressive in nature. They were progressive in order. They were different types of churches, but they each carried a characteristic that Jesus was against, right? He pointed out what was good about them, but then he also pointed out those things that he was against, right? And we see a progression there. And so we see that um, over time, the church has arrived to this place called Laodicea, Laodicea. Where, where the people rule, amen, where, you know, it, Jesus is no longer in charge, glory to God. Jesus is no longer in charge. The Holy Spirit, I shall say, is no longer in charge, amen. The Holy Spirit is no longer in charge, but the people are in charge. So the church of Laodicea is the last church that the Lord Jesus spoke to. Right. And we see there that the people were in charge. The people were in charge. And I've ministered on Laodicea before um, to give you some background there about that. But I'm going to read a little bit, a little piece to you here where the Lord has this problem. And this is what we're going to be talking about today. He said, um, I know your works. You're very busy that thou art neither cold nor hot. You're very busy, but you're neither cold nor hot. I would or I wish that you were cold or hot. 
So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spew you or spit you out of my mouth. Amen. And then he goes on to say, because you say I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, poor and blind and naked. I can see you. I can see you. I, he says, I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eye sap that thou mayest see as many as I love I rebuke and chasten be zealous therefore and repent behold I stand at the what behold I stand at the door Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Amen. And then and and um, we understand that he wants us to sit with him in his throne. And even as he overcame, he wants us to overcome. Amen. And he says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit says unto the churches, right? So the Lord is saying, you know, this people are lukewarm. The, 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 the church of Laodicea, um, Laodicea just simply means that the people rule. Amen. So we live in a, in, in a time where, um, People want to have things their way, right? Uh, even the leaders in the church want to have things their way. They want to lead their way, amen, according to the traditions of their fathers or their or those who went before them. They want to, um, but they want to do it their way, right? Because, you know, obviously there's something there in their heart. Um, but the Lord was speaking uh, once again concerning the heart. And, and, and he even put such a burden on my heart this weekend. Listen, I haven't really even been able to, to eat, uh, to function like normal because of the, the burden of the Lord, the burden of the Lord. And when I go into uh, prayer and when I go into intercession, the burden of the Lord, the burden of the Lord. And it's a heaviness. I've been sick to my stomach pretty much all day um, because of this, this heaviness, this heaviness. And, and the scripture speaks often about the burden of the Lord that he places upon his prophets. Um, maybe that's why I, I don't have much of a voice because I haven't been really speaking and I haven't really, uh, haven't been, um, you know, doing things as normal, um, like I normally would, but the burden of the Lord, the Lord says, this is a heart thing. This is a heart thing. The heart is the source. He says, the heart is the source. The heart is the root. You know, the scripture says that we are to guard our hearts with all diligence um, to keep our hearts with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. 
So the heart is the root. It is, it is the source, amen, of all life. Glory to God. It is the source of all light or the source of all darkness. It is the source. It is the source. The Lord said to us that he, um, he would rebuild the tabernacle of David. He brought us to that scripture. He says, why? Because David was a man after God's own heart. He wasn't after God's hand. He was after God's heart. Many are in the body of Christ seeking God's hand. We seek him for things, but we don't seek his heart. Amen. We don't seek to have his heart. And the spirit of the Lord says this. He says, no, you are not all sons of God. He says, you are not all sons of God. This is a correction, even to my own messages and my own ministry. The Lord has, the Lord said clearly to me, he said, you are not all the sons of God. The scripture says, beloved, now are we the sons of God. And though it may not yet appear what we shall be, we know that when we see him as he is, we shall be like him. The scripture starts out by saying, beloved, beloved. See, it is the beloved who are called the sons of God. Beloved, beloved, now are we the sons of God. He's speaking to his beloved. He's not speaking to those who seek his hand. He's speaking to those who seek his heart. Those are, those are his beloved. Amen. Those are his sons and his daughters. Amen. Those are his sons and his daughters. Well, what would the rest of them be? They would be bastards. They would be bastards because you have another father. And you're trying to get something out of the hand of God, but you don't want him to be your father. He cannot chasten you. He cannot correct you. So you don't want him to be your father. That makes you a bastard. Amen. I have to give it to you straight. Black coffee, no sugar, no cream. I have to give it to you straight. Those that are seeking God for things, those that are seeking God for money, houses, cars, Seeking God for things without seeking his heart, without giving him your heart. He says, you are not mine. You're not mine. You're not mine. Uh, he's not, if he's not able to correct you and, and, and cause you to turn in your heart and cause you to repent from your heart, he says, you're not mine. You're not mine. Glory to God. He says here, every work coming out of the heart, this is a heart thing, talking about heart matters, the tabernacle of David. Why David? Because Jesus came out of the, out of the uh, lineage of David, right? He was the root and offspring uh, of Jesse. Glory to God. David was a man after God's own heart. He sought God's heart and not his hand. He had many issues, yes, but he was a man who was after God's heart. He was always, in other words, he wanted to please 
God's heart. He wanted to please God's heart. Amen. He lived in the heart of God. He was concerned about how God felt, what God was thinking, what God was doing, what God was saying. It was about the Lord and it was not about himself. Laodicea is a reverse. This is a reverse uh, spirit. It, it is the spirit of religion because Laodicea focuses on self. It's a selfish people. It's a selfish people. You know, um, some women, they want to marry a man for what the man can give to them, but they don't want to, they don't marry the men because they want the man's heart. Amen. So David was not so. And, and the Lord said, every work coming out of the heart of man shall be brought into judgment. Did you know that? Every work, every work shall be brought into judgment. Every work shall be brought into judgment. Those, you know, the things that we um, uh, do, the works that we do, as you see uh, in scripture, uh, Laodicea, he said, I know thy works. I know your works. I know your works. Many are working indeed. Yes, they are. But your works will be brought into judgment. Whether they be good or evil, they will be brought into judgment before the Lord. They will be judged before the Lord. We will be judged before the Lord. Amen. According to the works of our hearts. Amen. Your work comes out of your heart, be it good or evil. So the Lord says um, that he has been trying to prick our hearts. He has been trying to prick our hearts. Glory to God. Um, he has been trying to prick our hearts because it is the pricking of the heart with truth that causes the heart to turn unto the Lord. It is the pricking of the heart that makes the heart broken. That word prick means to break. Amen. You talk about breaking a yoke. It means to break. It means to, um, to open. Amen. To open the heart. God says he want, he's been trying to prick our hearts. He's been coming after our hearts, raising up men and women, sending them out to speak um, so that the word of the Lord can prick your heart. Glory to God. He said, remember, behold and see the kings of old who carried the idols out of the house of the Lord. They carried away the idols out of the house of the Lord. The problem with us is that we have idols in our hearts. These bodies, which are the temple of the Holy Ghost, are full of idols. The temples are full of idols. The temples are full of idols. What did he say to Laodicea? He says, you are rich. You say that you are rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. Right? You say that you are rich. You say, why do you say that? Why do you say that you have need of nothing? Because you have satisfied the desire, the lust of your heart, of the idols in your heart. 
you, you, you seek to satisfy that. So you have gone after riches. Yes. And you have even increased. Yes. You have increased with goods and you say, ah, I have need of nothing. But knoweth not that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. The Lord is saying the kings of old in the book of in the books of the kings and even in the books of the chronicles, you will see that the kings who pleased the Lord, who did that, which was that which was right in the sight of the Lord. They all had one thing in common. They carried away the idols out of the temple of the Lord. They carried away the idols out of the house of the Lord. This is not for everybody. I know you can, you know, you, it, it, you know, it, it's not for everybody, but it is for the sons of God, the, his beloved, his royal priesthood. See the kings of old, they, 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 they carried a priestly office before the Lord. It is a priestly office to minister unto the Lord, to minister unto the Lord. The Lord says he, he is doing away with the ministry of the sons of Eli. He is sick of the sons of Eli. He is sick of the sons of Eli. He said, David became one with the tabernacle. We'll get back to the Eli. David became one with the tabernacle. That is why he wants to rebuild the, the tabernacle of David because David became one with the tabernacle. <laughs> he became one with God. In other words, he didn't just carry uh, the tabernacle, but he became one with the presence of God. He was in love with God. He says, let every eye be single unto my glory, says the Lord. Let every heart be single unto my glory. Let every heart be steadfastly set upon me, saith the Lord. Let your eye, which is your heart, be single unto his glory. He says, because my glory shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. At the end of it all, it's going to be the glory of the Lord. It's going to be the glory of the Lord that covers the earth as the waters cover the sea. The angel of the Lord encampeth about them that fear him. The angel of the Lord encamps about them that fear him. The Lord says, there is no fear of God in their eyes. We're going to go uh, Psalm 45 and verse 7 here. Psalm 45 and verse 7. Let's look here at verse 1. Psalm 45. This is David. He said, my heart, my heart. My heart is indicting a good matter. 
I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. The Lord said to me the other day, um, I've, I, I've already instructed you that when I speak, I want you to write. When I speak, I want you to write. And he says, instruct them as well, that when I speak, they are to write. They are to write. The Lord is bringing us into a season of the scribes, many of you, um, scribes, because he doesn't want us to forget how easily are we distracted and forgetful uh, when the Lord speaks to us, even in dreams and in visions. But the Lord says, I want you to write, amen, write the vision, write the vision, make it plain upon tables. He wasn't just talking about your own individual vision. The prophets of old, when the Lord spoke, they wrote. Otherwise, we wouldn't know what the Lord said. Glory to God. The whole Bible is full of scribes, scripts, scriptures. Because when the Lord was speaking, it was a big deal. When the Lord was speaking, they tuned in. And they wanted to remember what the Lord said. They wanted to remember. They wanted a... They wanted to make a memorial, build a memorial unto the Lord. So they wrote the things that he said. They wrote the things that he did. The Lord says, write, write. My heart, yeah, because your story must also be written. You see, this, this Bible is the book of the words of men that were inspired by the spirit of the living God. But God also wants to inspire you and he wants you to write as well for future generations. Glory to God. He says, right. Says my heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Amen. Well, let's, let's skip down to verse 7. Am I in uh, Psalm 34? Oh, sorry. You see where my mind is? Bear with me just a moment. That's Psalm 45. I said Psalm 34, didn't I? Psalm 34. Yara Psalm 34. Verse, verse uh, seven, it says the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. What is God saying? God is saying, stop using my word. Stop using my scripture. Stop using my Psalm 91 prayer of protection because the fear of the Lord, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear the Lord. Psalm 91 is for those who fear the Lord. Then the angel 
will bear them up in their hands, lest at any time they dash their foot against a stone. It is for those who dwell in the secret place and abide under the shadow of the almighty. It's not for everybody. The Lord is saying, my beloved, my beloved, I'm speaking to my bride. When I speak these things, I'm speaking to my bride. Those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. They have laid down their lives. They have laid down their desires. They have laid down their agendas and they have made a covenant with me. Amen. My beloved. My beloved. It says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord. Ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. So many are in want right now. Many are going through things right now. They're walking in lack right now. But the Bible says that there is no want to them that fear him. Oh, fear the Lord. Oh, fear the Lord. Oh, fear the Lord. Amen. We know the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Amen. The fear of the Lord. The Lord says, fear the Lord. Why is it that we no longer fear the Lord? Why is it that we no longer fear the Lord? Those who don't fear the Lord. <laughs> they are not the sons of God. Those who don't fear the Lord are not his beloved. It is those who don't fear the Lord are not his bride. See, there are many churches, but there's only one bride. Did you catch it? There are many churches, but there's only one bride. Glory to God. He says, fear the Lord. He says, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the good and the evil. The Lord says, every work shall be brought into judgment. Every work shall be brought into judgment, be it good or evil. The Lord says his eyes are running to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. Again, it's a heart matter. It's a heart matter. The eyes of the Lord, the eyes of the Lord, they are in every place beholding the good and the evil. Where? In the heart, in the heart. What is in the heart? What is he's beholding the heart? He looks not on the outward appearance of things, but he looks on the heart. Glory to God. So he also says here, um, Tell them to remember that I, the Lord, search the hearts and try the reins. I, the Lord, search the hearts and try the reins. The Lord is looking into your heart. The Lord is looking into your heart. I search the hearts and try the reins. I search the hearts and try the reins. Glory to God. Let me grab that. Uh, because there's something else in there that he wants 
there's something else in there. Just a second. Something else in there. There's something in there. Hold on. Jeremiah 17 and 10. Jeremiah 17 and 10. It says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Did you catch that? He, he search, he's searching the heart. I'm telling you. <clears throat> I'm telling you he's doing it right now. He is searching the heart and he's trying the reins of the heart. In other words, what is controlling? He, he's trying you. You know what? Try, that means trial. That means trial to see what is controlling your heart. He says, if I'm if I can't control your heart, then something else is controlling your heart. I search the heart. I try. I put your your heart on trial. I try the reins of, of your heart. Why? In order to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Glory to God. The Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can know it? He's talking about the heart. He's talking about the heart. He's talking about the heart. He says here, his eyelids, his eyelids try the hearts of men. His eyelids try the hearts of men. His eyelids try. He's looking. He's looking. Glory to God. Amen, Sister Melissa. He's looking. He's looking. His eyelids Try the hearts uh, of, of men. Psalm 11, Psalm chapter 11, verse four, it says the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. <laughs> even though the Lord, even though the Lord's throne is in heaven. <laughs> See, you think he, because his throne is in heaven that he's far away that he's far off, that he can't see, that he doesn't know. He says, even though I'm in my holy temple, even though my throne is in heaven, my eyes behold and my eyelids try. There's that word again, try the children of men. My eyelids put your, put your hearts on trial. I put you on trial. I'm putting your faith on trial. I, I'm putting your love on trial. I'm putting your love on trial. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. The Lord says, Oh, that my head were waters, right? And my eyes a fountain of tears that I may weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Why? 
because of what he sees in the heart. He sees the idols in the heart. He sees the idols. He sees the idols. He sees the idols. Glory to God. He says, where is my fear? Where is my fear? Where is my fear? The fear of the Lord. Psalm 34, verse 9. Psalm 34, verse 9. Yoraba Shotorobosa. Psalm 34, verse 9. There it is again. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. He says, I want to give you the things that you're asking for. I want to give you the things that you continually pray for. Glory to God. But where is my fear? Where is my fear? Where is my reverence? Where is my love? Where is my respect? Where? 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 The Lord says where? The Lord says where? Hmm. Where is my fear? Where is my fear? Where is my fear? Watch this. Watch this, Malachi. Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. What does it say? It says, A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father to you, since you want to call me father, if I be a father to you, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Said the Lord of hosts unto you. O priest that despise my name. O priest that despise my name. Now here the Lord is talking to priests. Priests. He's talking to the priesthood. He's talking to the priesthood. He says, and, he's, and he says, who? The Lord of hosts, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of hosts. What does that say? That says the Lord of the armies, that says the Lord uh, who, is, who is angry, the Lord who is, who is angry, the Lord who is mad about this thing, the Lord who is serious about this thing, the Lord who is severe about this thing, right? He says, he says, you have polluted, you have offered up polluted bread upon my altar. You have offered up polluted bread upon my altar. And you say, wherein have we polluted thee? Where have we polluted thee? In that you say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. Hmm. The table of the Lord is contemptible. Now, what did the Lord start out by saying? He says, I'm removing. I, 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 in fact, I have already removed. They don't even realize that they have been removed. What? The sons of Eli. The sons of Eli. The sons of Eli. Because of this. 
because they have said that the table of the Lord is contemptible. They offered polluted bread upon his altar. They took the, the, the first part of the offerings and the sacrifices to themselves. They took it for themselves from the people. They slept with the women in the temple door. Amen. They were hirelings. Glory to God. And the Lord says, you offer the blind for sacrifice. Is it not evil? You offer the lame and the sick. Is it not evil? Offer it now to your governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person? Saith the Lord of hosts. Glory to God. Glory to God. The Lord is talking. He's speaking here. He's speaking here. He said he, he, he began to speak about uh, the aroma of the sacrifices, the aroma of the sacrifices, the aroma, the aroma of these sacrifices. What did the Lord say? He said, bring no more what sweet oblation or vain oblation unto me. Bring no more vain oblation unto me. I'm weary with your sacrifices, the Lord says. I'm sick of it, the Lord says. I'm sick of it. Hallelujah. 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 Let me grab that. It's still in, we're still in Malachi, but, uh, we're skipping over here to Isaiah chapter one. Now, Isaiah chapter one, verse 13. I wrote down many things that the Lord said, but he's giving me more in the midst of this message. So just, just, just bear with me and follow on. Um, and we will arrive. Amen. Isaiah chapter one, verse 13. Well, let's start at verse 10. It says here, the word of the Lord. You rulers of Sodom. What did he say? The last days shall be as in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah and also as in the days of Noah. Right? Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord. Now, this is not talking about the actual rulers of Sodom and Gomorrah, because those cities were destroyed long before Isaiah. But here is the prophet Isaiah, and the Lord has given him, given him this word to his people, to his people, to his people. He says, you are rulers of Sodom. You are people like Gomorrah. Yeah. What is the purpose? His people were making sacrifices unto him. The other nations were, nations were sacrificing unto their false gods. So he's talking to his people. He says, to what purpose? What is the purpose of the multitude of your sacrifices unto me? I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts. I will not delight in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he goats. When you come to appear before me, 
Who hath required this at your hand? Who asked you for this? To even tread my courts? Who asked you to come here? Who asked you? Who invited you here? The Lord says, bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn assembly. He says, your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Your hands are full of blood. You say, I didn't kill anybody. Your hands are full of blood. Why? Because of his sheep. Because of his sheep. It's because of his sheep. He says, wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of, of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Cease to do evil. Cease to do evil, the Lord says. Cease to do evil <laughs> and learn to do well. Glory to God. Learn to do well. Seek judgment or justice. Seek after judgment or justice. Relieve the oppressed. Don't oppress them. But relieve the oppressed and judge the fatherless and plead for the widow. Sound familiar? James. James. Same word. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Give justice to the fatherless. Those who have no earthly father. Plead for the widow. Those who have no earthly husband. Amen. Come now. Let us reason together. Saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet. They shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. How is the faithful city become a harlot? It was full of judgment. Righteousness once lodged in it. But now murderers. Thy silver is become dross. Thy wine, your revelation is mixed with water. Thy princes are rebellious and companions of thieves. Everyone loveth gifts and followeth after rewards. Everyone loveth gifts and followeth after rewards. They judge not the fatherless, neither doeth the cause of the widow come unto them. The Lord says, therefore, it says, therefore, saith the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the mighty one of Israel. Ah, I will ease me of mine adversaries and avenge me of mine enemies. And I will turn my hand upon thee and purely purge away thy dross and take away all thy ten. Glory to God. I will purge away thy dross. 
Word of the Lord here. I will purge away thy dross and take away all thy tin. I will restore thy judges as at the first and thy counselors as at the beginning. Righteous judges, righteous counselors, prudent, wise, integral, sincere, holy, faithful men, faithful women. Amen. He said, afterward, thou shalt be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. Glory to God. And we see that also in the book of uh, Revelation. The end of Revelation there talks about New Jerusalem, a holy city. Glory to God. Why is God's? Why does it seem that he's repeating the same thing over and over? Because we keep doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, we're talking about cycles, religious cycles, cycles of idolatry. What cycles of turning back to our vomit, cycles of returning to the lust of our hearts. Amen. Returning to idols, playing the harlot under every green tree. As if the Lord doesn't see. As if the Lord doesn't see. What did he say? He says, you are rebellious, companions of thieves. Everyone loveth gifts and follows after rewards. You love gifts. You're following after a reward. You are waiting for someone to give you something. You're manipulating for someone to give you something. You're deceiving for someone to give you something. You're twisting the scriptures. For someone to give you something. The Lord says. I will purge. I will purge. I will purge. He says. I'm sick of the aroma. Uh, of your sacrifices. It's, it, it, it produces a foul smell. It's producing a foul smell. In the nostrils of the Lord. It's producing a foul smell. A foul odor. Before the Lord, glory to God, Sunday in, Sunday out, Sunday in, Sunday out. He says a foul smell. Why? Because of the heart, because of the heart, because of the heart, because of the heart. David was a heart prophet. David was a heart prophet. The Bible talks about. Um, well, the spirit of the Lord uh, began to speak to me about the heart and the neck, the heart at, and the neck. And the scripture came to me about um, God uh, giving respect unto the offering of those who who gave offerings as if they cut off a dog's neck. In other words, they carried the fear of the Lord in their hearts when they offered up to the Lord. It was as if they had cut off a dog's neck because they were so concerned about whether or not the Lord would respect their offering, whether or not the Lord would accept their sacrifice. They were concerned about their heart being in the right posture and being upright before God. Amen. It, you know, that offering, uh, that offering of Abel, amen, that Abel's offering, you know what I'm saying? The one that, that pleased the Lord, the one that pleased the Lord. He gave him out of the first fruit. That means he gave him the first or the, the, the best, amen, that he had. He gave him the best that he had. 
Though the Lord said, as if they cut off a dog's neck. And I said, wow, the heart and the neck, the spirit began to say. He said, David cut off the head of Goliath. Remember that David slew Goliath and then he cut his head off. He took his head off. The Lord said he cut off the head of Goliath because the head rep the uh the head represents what was in the heart what was in the heart the head represents what is in the heart out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks what what was goliath speaking blasphemies against god and against the people of god right and then um the 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 neck when, when you chop off a head, you chop it off at the neck. You cut it off at the neck. So what does the neck represent? The neck represents the stiff, stubborn neck, stubbornness, stubbornness, stubbornness. What did he say? Um, go back to Isaiah. He, if you go back to Isaiah, he said the whole head is sick. The whole head is sick. Isaiah chapter one, the whole head is sick. Why should you be stricken anymore? Because the whole head is sick. I told you that the foundation of this thing is faulty. He said the head is sick. The head is sick. The head is sick. Stubborn, stiff neck, won't turn from their tradition, won't turn from their religion, won't turn their hearts unto the Lord. They won't turn in their ways unto the Lord. They won't turn their feet to walk in the way of his commandments. But David said, I will turn my feet in the way of your commandments, O Lord. Amen. The glory, the Lord is, is speaking. He said, uh, remember he said, remember Adam and Eve, how Satan deceived them. Remember how Satan deceived them. How did Satan deceive them? By transforming the evil into good. He deceived them by transforming evil into good. Satan transforms himself into an angel of light. So why am I saying that? I'm saying that because the Lord said, here to Laodicea that you say, <laughs> you say that you are rich. You say that you are clothed with increased with goods and that you have need of nothing, but you don't know, right? You're saying one thing. You're saying one thing. The enemy has you so deceived that you think you're good. You think you're good. He transformed himself into an angel of light. He brought Eve into agreement with him by speaking one word. Yay. Yay. When he said yay, immediately her heart that was once pure like a child. It was once pure. Right? Immediately her heart began to turn 
and come into agreement with him. He said, yea, hath the Lord said, see the pure in heart. It is the pure in heart who see all things good. It is the pure in heart. The Lord said, only the pure in heart shall see God. What does he mean? Only the pure in heart shall see God or good in all things. But the heart that is defiled, cannot see anything. The heart that is defiled cannot see God in anything. So when the Lord sends his prophets and sends his word, sends his trumpets into the earth, they begin to reject it. They begin to persecute. They begin to kill because they don't see God in that. They, they reject the word of the Lord because they can't see him in that. Why would the Lord be correcting me? Why would the Lord rebuke me? Why would the Lord speak to me that way? To save your life, to save your soul. That's why. That's why. It's a love thing. It's a love thing. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. It's a love thing. But you don't know the love of the Lord. You don't know the love of God. But he said what? As many as I love. Right? His beloved. His children. His sons. His daughters. He chastens. He rebukes. He corrects. If he can't do that, then you are not his. You are a bastard. You are a bastard. You are a bastard. Yeah. We have to say it because that's the truth of the matter. We can't call ourselves sons of God, daughters of God, if we're not following God, if we're not postured in our hearts to love God and to obey him. We cannot. We cannot. The Lord says, he says, um, his, he has exalted his word above his own name. Just think about that for a moment. Let that sink in. He has exalted his word. He says, my word have I exalted above my own name. Many of us want to use that to our advantage, right? When we get in trouble, we want to use the word of the Lord and say, Lord, you exalted your word above your own name. But guess what? This also means judgment. It means correction. It means correction. It means that I will not break my own law. I will not break my own word. I will not break my own covenant. I will not alter the thing that has gone forth out of my lips. I will not. I will not. I will not. When the Lord says, don't touch that, don't touch that. When the Lord says, fear me, fear me, fear him, fear him. When the Lord says, obey me, obey me, or there will be consequences. There are consequences. There are consequences. There are curses for disobedience. There are blessings for obedience. We want the blessing of the Lord without obedience. And when the curse comes, it doesn't come without a cause. It doesn't come without a cause. It does not come without a cause. And the curse doesn't come from the devil. It doesn't come from demons. It comes from the Lord. It comes from the Lord. 
the Lord says, surely the curse cometh not without a cause. Many are trying to get out of situations. Many are trying to escape curses. But guess what? No one can come and lay hands on you. No one can pray deliverance over you and break generational curses if you have not purposed in your heart to obey God. If you have not purposed in your heart to obey God, those curses will remain. Those curses will remain. We can't pray them off you. We can't break them off of you. The curses will remain. They will remain. They will remain. He said, I have exalted my word above my own name. What does that mean? That means that we need to also exalt his word above his own name. Get into his word because we don't know him until we know his word. He said, did you forget? Did you forget that I and my word are one? In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Many say that we know God, but we don't know his word. Many say that we love God, but we don't obey his what? We don't obey his word. We don't obey his word. We don't obey his word. We even seek him for revelation. <laughs> Check this out. We seek him for revelation. Glory to God. Welcome to those of you that are joining. We seek him for revelation. Leader word so that they can give a revelation to the people. So they can preach a message to the people that will somehow um, impress them. Amen. So that the people can give. <laughs> it's all the way real. It's all the way raw. So that the people can give. The Lord says, revelation knowledge, revelation knowledge is what you want. I would rather give you the spirit of revelation, but you don't want my heart. You're not after my heart. You're not after my heart. He says, show the difference. Um, Show the difference. Many are trying to get a revelation, but not through my spirit, says the Lord. I only reveal my secret to them who fear me, says the Lord. To them who fear me. What does that mean? To them who respect me. To them who obey me. How can I show that I respect you by submitting to you? How can I show that I honor you by obeying you? How can I show that I love you by doing what you want, by doing what you like? Amen. By doing what you like. Glory to God. We're talking about God here. We're talking about God, not man. He said, this is how your love is actually proven. All can see how much you truly love me. All can see. All can see. Everybody can see how much we really love God. You know, so many just, we just sit around. Oh, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love God. I love Jesus. I love him. He said, oh, real? He said, everybody can see how much you really love me. You're not fooling anybody. 
everybody can see how much you really love me. Why? Because of how much you obey me. Because of your obedience. They can see how much you love me through your obedience. They can see how much you love me. You know, by the absence of curses in your life. By the abundance of blessing in your life and not just material blessing. Not just material blessing. The Lord says, this is how your love is proven. He said, this is love. Obedience. This is love. This is worship. This is worship. This is love. Obey me from the heart. From the heart. From the heart. He said, I'm sick of their sacrifices. I want obedience. I want real love, the Lord says. I want real love. I want obedience from them. How can we accomplish anything together, said the Lord, without obedience, without agreement? How can two walk together except they be agreed, says the Lord? How? How? He says we must obey him. We must obey him. Worship on Sunday morning means nothing without a life of obedience from the heart. It means nothing. We're wasting our time. We're wasting our gas. We're wasting our money. We are wasting. We are wasting. We are wasting time without obedience, without a heart that is after God, without a heart that is after <coughs> that is after God. He says, remember David. He says, remember David. He says, the heart is the center of passion. Idolatry is what makes us lukewarm. Idolatry. That is what makes us lukewarm is idolatry. That's what makes us lukewarm is something else is in the heart that is ruling something else that is in the heart that we are obeying rather than the spirit of God. We're obeying something else. We're following after something else. Amen. He says the heart is the center of passion. God commanded the children of Israel, his children, <laughs> not to mix or mingle with the other nations because why? Because they will turn your heart away from me. That's what the Lord said to them. He said, don't mix and mingle with these other nations. Don't take their wives, don't take their daughters for your wives and don't take, don't give your wives to be, uh, to be their wives. Don't give their, your wives in marriage to them. Why? Don't mix and mingle with them. See, this was the problem now with, with, uh, with David and Solomon. <laughs> this was the problem. What happened there? Look at Solomon. Wisest man that ever lived, right? But guess what? 300, 300 wives and concubines. And those women were women that he had taken from other nations, other tribes, and lay with them and married them. And what did they do? They turned his heart away from the Lord. They turned his heart away from the Lord. The Lord says, 
the heart is the center of passion. If I have your heart, then I have your passion. If I have pa if I have your heart, then I'm you don't have to worry about me talking about uh be hot or cold. You don't have to worry about me, you know, saying that to you because I can see your passion. I can feel the fire of your love for me. I can feel it. I can feel it, says the Lord. What did the disciples say? They said, my, they said, did our hearts, uh, oh, did our hearts burn while we walked with him in the way? Talking about Jesus. Our hearts burned while we walked with him in the way. Right? Because they were close. They were close. They were close to the Lord. They were close to the Lord. They walked with God. They walked with God. Adam walked with God. Adam walked with God. He walked with God. He walked with God. Yeah. He walked with God. What did it say? The voice of the Lord came walking in the garden, in the midst of the garden, in the cool of the day. He walked with God. That's why when he fell, God said, where are you? Where are you? You were close to me. You were right here with me. You were right here with me. But now you're separated from my presence. What happened? As if God didn't already know. He knew. He knew. He knew that something else had gotten into Adam's heart and Eve's heart. He knew. He knew. And you know what that what that thing was that got into their hearts? Pride, rebellion, pride and rebellion. You know why the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was in the Garden of Eden in the first place? Do you want to know why? God put the tree in the in the midst of the uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the midst of the Garden of Eden, not to tempt Adam and Eve, you know, not to test their obedience. No, no. You, you say, well, why would he do that? And then tell them not to touch it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't to tempt them. The reason he put it there was so that he could have something that was his alone because he already had the knowledge of good and evil. You see, he already had this knowledge but he did not want them to know evil. I've told you this before. He didn't want them to know evil. We were only intended to know good. But the Lord said to Jesus, he said, if we make them, if we create this, the, these beings, then I don't want them to know good and evil. Because then if they know everything I know, yeah, if they, if they know good and evil like me, then they will rise up and think that they are God. They will rise up and, and think that they are God. You see, that was the sin. That was what the reason why the serpent came and said, for God doeth know that in the day that you eat thereof, you shall be as God's knowing good and evil, right? But the Lord didn't want, because he didn't want them to end up like, he didn't want us to end up like Satan. 
like Lucifer. He didn't want us to end up with that pride and with that rebellion and try to rise up and overthrow or replace God. But now that we have the knowledge of good and evil, what are we trying to do? We're trying to put other things on our head as God. We're, we have other gods in our hearts. Amen. And, 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 and many of us are full of pride. We are our own God. We're stubborn. We're stiff-necked. We are our own God. The people rule. We are our own God. Laodicea. We are our own God. We'll never say it with our mouth. <laughs> We're smarter than that. But with our actions, what do our actions say? What do our lives say? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You shall know a tree by the fruit that it bears, not the words that it speaks, but the, but the fruit, the actions, the actions, the actions. You shall know them by their fruits. What do the fruits say? What do the fruits say? We reserve God for Sunday morning. <laughs> and then the rest of the week, what does the fruit say? What does the fruit say? When the Lord tells us to do this and we do that, what does the fruit say? What does the fruit say? What does the fruit say? Adam walked with God. Enoch walked with God. And what happened? The Lord took him. The Lord took him. He walked with God. He carried the fire, the passion of God. Moses carried this same passion, the fire of the Lord. The first thing that, the, that God showed to Moses was a burning bush that was not consumed. It was a burning bush that was not consumed. Glory to God. What happened with Moses when the Lord took him up into the mountain? The Bible says that when he came down out of the mountain, listen, Moses wanted to see the face of God. He was a man after God's own heart. He wanted to see God face to face. I, 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 I'm so in love with you. Why can't I see you? Why can't I see you? I want to see you. I want to know you more. I want to be closer. The Bible says when he came down out of the mountain, that his face shone with the glory of God so bright that the children of Israel couldn't even look upon him. Glory to God. We're coming to that time again. We're coming to that time again. Amen. For those who walk with the Lord. Noah walked with God. His heart belonged to God. The Lord said that Noah was a perfect man and just and upright in his generations, right? In his generations or his generations or his genes. He carried the gene that wasn't cursed. Hallelujah. Elijah was taken up in chariots of fire. Why? Because he walked with God. Passion, fire. John the Baptist, fire, fire, passion, right? It show your life will show your passion. Your life will show your fire. Your life will show your level of humility and your level of obedience. Your life will show it. Your life will show it. Peter, 
fire, fire, fire. And what did God do? He made him the chief. He was the chief. He was the, the head of the church. Glory to God. The chief apostle or the head of the church because of his fire, his passion, his passion, his zeal. Where is your zeal today? Where's your passion? Where's your fire? The apostles, the prophets, passion, fire, zeal, zeal. You know why? They were full. What happened? Acts chapter two, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, I must leave and go away that I can send the comforter unto you. I'm sending my spirit unto you now. And he shall no longer be only with you, nor even come upon you, but he shall be in you. What happened on the day of Pentecost? The baptism of the Holy Ghost and with fire. Cloven tongues of fire sat upon each one of them. Fire. Cloven tongues of fire. Cloven tongues of fire. Are your tongues cloven tongues of fire or has your fire gone out? Has your fire gone out? They were full. The, the apostles and the prophets were full of fire. They were full of fire. They were full of fire, meaning that what? They were full of the Holy Ghost. We're talking about Holy Ghost possession. Holy Ghost possession. The Lord says, do you want to be demon possessed or God possessed? Christ possessed. Are we demonically possessed or obsessed or are we <laughs> Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost possessed? Demonic possession or God possession, right? Demonic possession or God possession. God commanded the children of Israel, right, not to mingle with those other tribes because he did not want those demons released upon them <laughs> because he knew that they would become possessed with another spirit. Yeah, not just oppressed, but possessed with another spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lord says um, he's coming back for a church without spot wrinkle or blemish, right? Without spot, without spot. What does that mean? A spot means darkness. It means darkness. It means darkness. Without spot means full possession, full possession. If we are fully possessed with the spirit of God, then we are without spot. We are without spot. No darkness in us. No, not at all. This is the bride of Christ. No darkness in her. No, not at all. No, not at all. What color is the wedding dress? White. No spot. No blemish. It is white. It is pure. It is clean. It is holy. It is sacred. It is sacred. It is sacred. Set apart for the Lord. Set apart for the Lord. The Lord says, 
spirit, soul, and body. We're talking about a Holy Ghost takeover, spirit, soul, and body. You say, no, I want to keep a part for myself. I want to keep this part. I want to keep the best part. That's the same thing Saul did. Beware of Saul. He kept the best part. He kept the head. He kept the head. He kept the head. The king of the Amalekites was the head, the leader. He kept the head out of all things he could have kept, out of all that he could have kept. <laughs> he kept the king. You see? But God replaced Saul with who? David. 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 My servant David, a man after my own heart. Says he wants us to be possessed, spirit, soul, and body. Fully possessed with Christ. Fully possessed, <coughs> fully possessed with the spirit of Christ. Obsessed from the heart with Christ. Obsessed from the heart with Christ. This is his bride. This is his bride. Obsessed with him. Amen. The Lord says, full, full, all, I want all of your spirit, all of your soul, all of your body belongs to me. It belongs to me. He says, what? All, all from the heart, all spirit, soul, and body. He wants it all. He wants it all. Let him work in you. He wants to work in you to will and to do his good pleasure. He wants to work in us to will and to do his good pleasure. So that's why he's demanding all. He says, I can't work with part of you. I don't want just part of you. I don't want half of you. Amen. Oh, we understand this very well. Men, husbands, you don't want just part of your wife's heart. You don't want just half of her. You want all of her. You want all of her, right? Spirit, soul, and body, the Lord says, belongs to me. He says, he says, it belongs to me. It belongs to me. He said, keep yourself from idols. Keep yourself from idols. Keep yourself from idols. He says, never follow anyone. Watch this. Never follow anyone who thinks they have something to prove. He said, never follow anyone who thinks they have something to prove. They're only safe to follow when they have been processed by me, saith the Lord. Processed by me to understand their identity. How? How? How does God do this? By burning away. By burning away. Purging away the pride. Purging away the pride. Because pride makes us to rebel. Pride is what makes us to rebel. Pride is what makes us to rebel against me, says the Lord, and to seek other things, to seek idols, to seek after idols, or to seek after money, to seek after money. Yes, 
money, money, money. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because Jesus said very plainly that there are only two gods that we can worship. He said, you cannot, you cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and mammon, right? So God is the only true and living God. He is our father. Mammon is the God of this world, also known as Baal, also known as Baal. So these are the only two that Jesus mentioned. So either we're serving God or we're serving mammon. Either we're loving God or we're loving mammon because the mammon is what brings us all the other worldly material things that our hearts are lusting after. You need money for, for, for that, right? You need money for that. Yeah, you need money for that. God is not against you having money. He's against you loving money, falling in love with money. That's what he's against. That's what he's against. It is the love of money that is the root of all evil, not money, not money. But you say, I need money for that. I want to look good. I need money for that. I need my bills paid. I need money for that. I want a new car, new house. I need money for that, right? But how do you go about getting the money? That's the question. How do you go about getting the money? Yeah. Are you getting it by way of faith, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Or are you going about it by way of deception and manipulation, deceiving God's people, deceiving God's people? He says, this is why I'm warning you not to follow anyone who thinks they have something to prove because that is a symptom of something. You shall know them by their fruits, the Lord says. Listen to their words. Watch their actions. Watch their actions. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We speak what we believe and what we want. By our words, we are justified. And by our words, we are condemned. Amen. The Lord says, watch their words and watch their actions. Watch their actions because the definition of a hireling means that he is for hire. And the only thing that you can hire somebody with or, or, or the only thing you can give a hireling is money. That's what a hireling wants. They want money. They want money. Right. And that, that is what dictates and governs their actions. He says, look instead for well-seasoned and faithful men. Well-seasoned and faithful men. What does that say? What is it? I know it's a hard word. Don't worry. I know it's a hard word. Well-seasoned and faithful men. That's who God chose out and separated them. When he chose the 70 from the 12, uh, from among, um, uh, to, uh, to serve the 12 disciples, he said, Faithful men, search out faithful men, faithful men, faithful to who? Faithful to me, says the Lord, faithful to me. He says, keep yourselves from idols, keep yourselves from idols. Jesus was in all points tempted, but yet without sin, keep yourselves from idols. 
because he knows what it's like to be tempted. What did, what did, what did Satan tempt Jesus with? He tempted him with power. Uh, he tempted them him in the area of his power, of his um, of his power, of his identity, and in the area of his lust. In his, in in the area of his lust, he wanted him to bow down and worship money. I will give you all this. He showed him the glory of the kingdoms of the world, the kingdoms of the world and the glory thereof. That word glory, lowercase g, means money. The word glory, capital G, means God, right? God. So he showed them, he showed him the God of mammon. And he said, I will give you all of this if you will just bow down and worship me, right? Right? So the Lord says this, beware of wolves, hirelings, hirelings, because they are for hire. They are there for hire. They are there for hire. A wolf is a hireling. He, he, he is a hireling. A wolf is a hireling. He is there for hire. When the enemy comes, he will run away. He will not protect the sheep. Nor will he feed the sheep with knowledge and understanding such as we're doing tonight. Because he is only there because he wants something from you. He is there for hire. He is there for hire. All to him, the Lord says. God says all to him. He says all to me, saith the Lord. I want all. I want everything. You want peace? Give me all. You want joy? Give me all. You want to get out of that trial, that fiery trial? Give me all. Give me all. Give me all. Because I'm going to consume it anyway. I'm going to consume it anyway. The Lord said, let the works, <clears throat> that the works of the flesh shall be burned up. The works of the flesh shall be burned up. He shall consume the beggarly elements of this world. They will be burned up. They will burn with a fervent heat. They will burn with fervent heat, says the Lord. See, people don't want this kind of word because it's the real word of the Lord. <laughs> it's the real word of the Lord. Glory to God. Not sugarcoated, but it is the real word of the Lord. Amen. He says the elements will burn with fervent heat. The things of this world will pass away, but not one jot or tittle of my word shall pass till all be fulfilled. He said the flesh is going to be consumed. It's going to be consumed anyway. I'm going to get my way one way or another. The Lord says his, his soul is weeping over his slain. It's weeping over his slain. It's weeping over his slain. His soul is weeping over his slain. Glory to God. His soul is weeping over his slain. It's time to weep and howl, saints. It's time to weep and howl. It's time to weep between the porch and the altar. It's time to weep between the porch and the altar. Glory to God. It's time to stand in the gap. It's time to make up the hedge and make intercession, real intercession from the heart. From the heart, saith the Lord. It's time for the for us, for our eyelids to, to gush out with tears and for our for our, our eyes to flow down with water. It's time to weep and wail and cry out. It's time to build and fight. Amen.
Amen. Because death has, has crawled into our windows. Death has surely crawled into our windows. Glory to God. Glory to God. Is anybody else feeling the burden of the Lord? Is anybody else feeling the burden of the Lord? Because the burden of the Lord is heavy. The burden of the Lord is heavy. If you're here, if you're feeling the burden of the Lord, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. He says, who else is feeling the heavy burden of the Lord? Or are you still celebrating? Are you still celebrating? Are you so distracted with eating and drinking and marriage and, and, and getting this and getting that? Are you so distracted that you can't feel my heart? You can't feel the burden of the Lord? Are your eyes wide shut, says the Lord? Seeing all these things around us, seeing all these events unfold. Amen. He said last minutes or last hour. What does it mean? What does it mean? It means that time is short. What will you do now? What will you do now? How are you preparing? How are you preparing? What, what's your decision? What's, what's your decision? Whose side are you on? Whose side will you choose? Because you must choose. You must choose. The Lord says deep has been calling you to the deep for a very long time now. Can you not hear? Can you not hear it? Why are you? Why are we so dull of hearing? Why are we so dull of hearing, says the Lord? Why are we so dull of hearing? Why is it that we can't hear his voice? Or are we ignoring the voice? Or are we ignoring the voice? The voice of the Lord, as many waters, many people have been declaring my word, says the Lord. Many prophets, many trumpets, many alarms, many bullhorns, many whistleblowers declaring the word of the Lord, declaring the end times, declaring the last day, declaring the last minutes, declaring the signs, declaring the, 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 the warnings, the warnings, the warnings, the warnings. But yet many are still dull of hearing, still dull of hearing, still dull of hearing. Leaders, the Lord is asking you, what are you preaching? What are you preaching? Where are you leading my people, says the Lord of hosts? Where are you leading my people? Where are you leading my people? Heaven or hell? Heaven or hell? Are you leading my people to heaven or hell? Where are you leading them? What are you feeding them? What are you feeding them? Are they, are they healthy and alert or weak, malnourished and heavy with sleep? What does their diet look like? Sugar and fats. Yay, you sugarcoat my word. You sugarcoat my word. You pick and choose the scriptures. You craft messages fit for your own agenda. You craft speeches laced with deceit. You manipulate my word to accomplish the lust of your own heart. Are my people fit for war? 
Are my people fit for battle? The Lord is asking you these questions. Do they understand their options? Do my people understand their options? Have you taught them about heaven and hell? Why or why not? Why or why not? Why or why not? When was the last time we heard a preaching on heaven and hell? When was the last time we were warned about hell? Nobody talks about hell. Have you taught them about heaven and hell? The Lord says, why or why not? Because hell is real. Hell is real and it's hot. <laughs> he said it's real and it's hot. And I do not want them to go there. I do not want them to go there. He says, do they understand judgment day? Do they under actually understand judgment day? Yeah, he's asking you leaders. He's asking leaders. Do they understand judgment day? That all of you will be judged according to your works, according to your works, whether they be good or evil. Have you warned them? Have you warned them as a shepherd? Have you taught them how to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling? Have you? Have you taught them how to hear and obey me? Have you taught them the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord? Have you fed them with knowledge and understanding of these things? Since you claim to know that you are living in the last days. Since you claim to know that you're living in the last days. Since you claim to know that you're living in the last days. Have you fed them with knowledge and understanding? Have you warned them? Have you warned them? This is your responsibility, says the Lord. I gave you the oversight and you will be judged accordingly. The Lord says, where are the intercessors? Who is left on the wall? Where are the men and women of prayer? What are you praying about? 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 Why do you continually pray selfish prayers? I have shut my ears to your selfish prayers. I will not hear you. I will not hear you anymore. He says, who is standing in the gap for my people? Who is standing in the gap for my people? Who is concerned about their oppression? Who is concerned? Who is not only talking about demons, but actually casting them out? Who is not only talking about demons, but actually fighting them and casting them out? Who? Who? Who says the Lord? He says, you know, this is the reason for the seething pot. This is the reason Jeremiah saw the seething pot. This is the reason for the fiery trials, the fire under the pot or the cauldron, as some would call it. This is the reason for the fire. He says, this is my fire. I will consume all flesh. I will consume all flesh and I will pur purely purge. I will purely purge away your filth. I will purely purge away your filth. 
I will purge away all the tin and all the dross. I will consume the fake silver and gold. I will consume the fake silver and the fake gold. I will make you a pure vessel. I will make of you a pure vessel. Time is short. Time is short. The day is at hand. The day is at hand. Many are going through things. You're going through trials. You're going through fiery trials. And the Lord says this, it's my fire though. It's my fire. I'm purging away. I'm consuming everything. I'm consuming everything out of your heart. Out of your heart until you turn unto me. Until you turn unto me or return unto me with your whole heart. I will consume it all. I will consume it all. I will consume it all. He said, bring fruits that are meat for repentance. Bring fruit that is meat for repentance. Come before me ready to repent, ready to turn. Bring me an offering in a clean vessel. Bring me an offering in a clean vessel. The Lord is nigh. The Lord is nigh, even at the door. Even at the door. Even at the door. The Lord is nigh, even at the door. He says, I want all. I want all or nothing. I want all or nothing. I want all or nothing. Glory to God. This is the Lord speaking to his bride. This is the Lord speaking to his bride. Amen. Glory to God Almighty. I pray you guys that you can hear this word. I know it's a heavy word. I know it's a strong word. I know it's a sobering word. I know it's a severe word. But the Bible says in the book of Isaiah that the Lord with his great and sore, severe sore, shall punish Leviathan. He shall cut down the pride. He's cutting out the pride. He's cutting out the rebellion. He's cutting down the idols with his great and sore and severe sore or word. He's cutting it away. 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 You, you won't hear a message like this on Sunday morning. You won't hear a message like this, <laughs> you know, in Bible study. You won't hear a message like this. And if you are hearing messages like this, then blessed are you because now you're hearing the real word of the Lord. You're hearing the real, the real word of the Lord. Glory to God Almighty. Glory to God Almighty. The Lord is tired of the sugar, sugar-coated word, sugar-coated messages. He said, they feed my people sugar. They, they feed my people after, after the desire of their own hearts. They're, give, they're helping my people to have itching ears. Amen. And these are the ones that so many follow. These are the ones that so many follow. They follow for the fishes and the loaves. They follow because of the sugar. They follow because of the cake. They follow because they have itching ears. 
That's why they follow. That's why they follow. But when, but someone who's preaching sound doctrine, the severe word of the Lord, many will not follow. You see, this is the way. This is the way. What way? The straight and narrow way. The straight and narrow way. Jesus didn't preach sugar. Jesus didn't preach a sugar-coated word. He didn't preach a sugar-coated word. And his word was with love. His word was with love. Amen. But I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I'm not going to apologize for this word either. Because I know it's the word of the Lord. I know it's the word of the Lord. And many people may not want to hear it. But it is the word of the Lord. The Lord is preparing his people. He's preparing his bride. He says, I'm only coming back for a church without spot, without wrinkle or blemish, without spot or blemish. Amen. In fact, he's not coming for anything else. So, 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 you know, it's either all or nothing. He says either you're all in or you're all out. There's no gray area. It's black or it's white. It's heaven or it's hell. It's love me or hate me. It's blessing or curse. You choose. You choose. You choose. Amen. That is the word of the Lord. That is the word of the Lord. He's talking to a people. He's warning a people. Laodicea, he said, he's warning. He's warning. <clears throat> he's warning. He's warning. He's warning. We're going to come back here Thursday and we're going to talk about the fear of the Lord. Thursday night, we're going to be talking about the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. Amen. I know I've gone over, but we're talking about the fear of the Lord on Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So come back if you want to hear the word of the Lord. If not, you know, so be it. So be it. Amen. So be it. I'm not here because I'm trying to win souls or well, I am trying to win souls, but I'm not here because I'm trying to win friends and influence people. I'm not here because I want something out of you. I'm here to deliver the word of the Lord to you. I'm here to bring knowledge and understanding to you. I'm here to prepare a people for the coming of the Lord. I'm here to prepare. I'm here to prepare you. Amen. That's the only reason I'm here. That is the only reason I'm here. So I'm going to leave you, love you and leave you here uh, for tonight. And I just pray that this word, that this word would be knit to the very fabric of your heart. I pray that this word will continue to minister to your heart, that this word will continue to prick, that it will convict, that it will bring godly sorrow. The Lord says, I'm nigh unto them that are of a broken spirit and a contrite heart. I pray that this word will bring godly sorrow to the hearts of his people, that it will bring true repentance to the hearts of his people in Jesus' mighty name, that this word will bring transformation, that it will cause his people to return unto him that it will cause you to return unto him. 
that will cause you to turn your feet into the way of his commandments in Jesus' mighty name. I pray that this word will open your eyes to the spirit of David, the tabernacle of David, and the heart of David, the heart of those who were after God's own heart, who walked with the passion and fire of God in their hearts. In Jesus' name, who carried the zeal of the Lord. I pray that your eyes will be open, that your ears will be open to the fear of the Lord, the zeal of the Lord, that you will understand how to walk in the love of God, how to walk in love with God, how to obey God, how to obey God, how to obey God. The urgency, the urgency, the urgency that's in the atmosphere, the urgency to obey God. Glory to God Almighty. The urgency. The urgency. There's an urgency, you guys. There's an urgency to obey God. We must turn. We must return. We must return. If you are his beloved, you will turn. If you are his bride, you will turn to him. You will turn to him with your whole heart. Amen. Glory to God. I love you guys. Take care. And I will see you here Thursday night, Central Standard Time, uh, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. I'll be back here. We're going to be talking about the fear of the Lord. Amen. So um, just meditate on that. If you don't love me anymore, if you don't like me anymore, that's okay. You know, I still love you. But this is the word that the Lord gave me for tonight. And um, I hope that it resonates in your heart. I, I pray that it resonates in your heart and, and share this video um, with others. Please share it because there are people who need to hear this word because listen, some are only, some are only saved by fear. Some are only saved by fear. And another reason is because other uh, there, many of us won't turn and won't walk in obedience until we're provoked to walk in obedience. Many of us hear and we hear and hear and hear, but we don't obey until we're rebuked, until we're corrected. Yeah, until chastisement comes, then we're ready to obey. You see? So share the message because you don't know who God is actually speaking and dealing with in their heart. And they need to hear a word like this. Some people love, actually love correction and rebuke, you know. Some people understand that it's the love of God and they accept it and they embrace it and they, and change comes out of it. Amen. They begin to change. They begin to turn. They begin to transform. Amen. Because of that word. So I'm going to leave you here. God bless you. I love you. I'm praying for you and I'm praying with you. Amen. I'm praying for you and I am praying with you in Jesus mighty name. God bless you. I love you and good night.